Fritzberger and bloodandfaith.com. I'm not interested in tinkering around the edges. I'm not interested in reforming a system that is utterly corrupt. I'm not interested in forming a political party and uh, voting our way out of this. I'm not interested in, in participating in a voting campaign to uh, change something on the margins. I am interested in building an organization of millions, of tens of millions, of hundreds of millions, maybe as big as a billion people. I had that question asked me by law enforcement a year or so ago. How big is your organization, Fritz? I said, one. On most days, but some days I don't even agree with myself. He didn't, he didn't know what to say. He thought somehow I ran some gigantic organization. But I do have an organization in mind I'll tell you about. I'll tell you all about it. The organization's called The Church. That's, that's, that's all it is. It's the believers in Jesus Christ. It's those that have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and boldly declare that he's Lord, that he's the commander-in-chief of every race and every nation on the face of the earth. He's not a religion, man. Come on. He's not a morality club. He's not the little spirit in the sky. He's the creator. He's the monarch. He's the king. I'm interested in, in, interested in converting the church of Jesus Christ into the greatest movement that the world has ever seen, where they demand explicitly Christian nations an explicitly Christian political order, an explicitly Christian and biblical understanding of the world, morality, philosophy, and politics. I'm not interested in tinkering around, tinkering around the edges. I'm not interested in playing nicely in the sandbox. I'm not interested in, in, in playing the game according to the rules that Satan and his synagogue has written. Not interested in that whatsoever. That's why I don't worry about being uh, politically acceptable. That's why I don't worry about <laughs> positioning myself to appeal to the vast majority of people or even some large minority of people. I'm interested in something fundamentally different. I'm interested in the establishment of the kingdom of Jesus Christ on this planet in many different ways and forms. Explicitly Christian nations. The ancient Israel from 2,000 years ago, longer, no, 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 3,500 years ago, long time ago, they were a race of people united by culture, language, history, and their God. They served Jesus Christ. They explicitly served Jesus Christ. And they built a Christian nation and for all the people that say Jesus wasn't born yet, Jesus is the I Am. Jesus Christ made it very clear that he's the one that spoke to Abraham. He says, before Abraham was born, I Am. I said, oh, you're just making that up, Fritz. No, 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 no. Go read it in the Bible. It was so explicit. What Jesus Christ was so explicit, those that hated him, the Jews, immediately attempted to murder him. They knew exactly what he said. Jesus was claiming to be God, and they were. And if he was not God, they would be right. They'd be right in rejecting him. But he was God, and he is God. And he was God before Abraham was even born. The, the, the order that I'm interested in is an order that, that puts the Ten Commandments on the wall of every schoolhouse. And the first commandment points directly to 
Jesus Christ. Now, I recognize this isn't for everybody, and that's fine. I hope and pray that the white race will say, yeah, that's for us. If all the other races say we don't want it, that's fine. I got it. The Jews don't want it. Fine. I don't care. May the white race be the race that says, you know, we're going to serve Jesus Christ. He's going to be the monarch of our race, of our peoples, of our various peoples, not all one nation. French are not British. Irish are not English. English are not Scotsmen. Swedes, Danes, Norwegians, Russians, Germans. Many nations within that race. Let us all serve Jesus Christ with our own history, our own culture, own languages. And may we all express the glory of Jesus Christ as differently as nations, every bit as much as individuals do. Every Christian individual is a unique expression of Jesus Christ. Holding to the faith, confessing Jesus Christ, baptized in Jesus Christ, adhering to the Holy Scriptures of Jesus Christ. And yet they're different. Ain't nobody like me. Some people are saying, thank God. There's nobody like me. <clears throat> Probably better for y'all. And, and it should be the same for every race. It should be the same for every nation within that race. The French nation shouldn't be like the German nation but they both should serve Jesus Christ. The Italian nation shouldn't be like the Greeks, but they should both serve Jesus Christ. That's why there's a flag of Jesus Christ on the Greek. There's a cross on the flag of, of, of Greece. There's a cross on the flag of Sweden, but, but the Greeks aren't Swedes, and, and nor vice versa. You ought to get within the Scandinavian community and ask if the Norwegians and the Swedes are the same. They'll, they'll look at each other and say, oh no, we're not like them, not at all. No, no, I'm not interested in tink tinkering around the edges. And I don't know what's going to happen in this war that we're in now, and, and I don't know how to, else to say it, except I'm just parroting what all the politicians say, what all the senior government bureaucrats are saying. And, and, and on both sides, uh, on the Russian side and on the American side, the, the, the mask is off, the gloves are off, the, 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 the facade of... Uh, being sort of a third-party bystander to this war is completely off. When the United States um, senior political leadership declares that the purpose of, of all this is a strategic defeat of Russia, that's what the United States—that's the policy of the United States of America—and it's coming out of the mouths of, of both political parties. It's not like there's a, a, a great divide amongst the political class. I think there is with Americans at large. It's really quite phenomenal, the, the degree to which the, the politicians and the bureaucrats can choose their own path without any consideration to what the average American wants, any consideration whatsoever, whether it's with a mandatory vaccination, shutting down schools and small businesses but keeping large businesses open, putting people into office that were elected via illegal means, fraudulent ballots, fraudulent counting, changing the vote, extending, uh, extending the vote count for several, several days until their candidate won. I mean, it's, it's, it's patently obvious 
And yet to say it makes you an insurgent, makes you an insurrectionist, makes you a, a traitor, according to Joe Biden, the man of the White House. We, we are at an interesting point, uh, place in this country, very interesting point. Government that is completely unresponsive to the people. They don't care. Don't care. We're in a war with Russia, according to American politicians and American senior bureaucrats. We're in a war with Russia, and, and demanding nothing less than a strategic defeat of Russia over matters that the average American couldn't care less about. And, and they lie to you. The government lies to you so much it's about democracy. Really? It's about democracy? It's not about democracy. Ukraine isn't a democracy. Ukraine's not a democracy when they, when they do the things they're doing. That little guy up there, that actor up there that's the president of, of Ukraine put in place by you know who, good old uncle. And, and the lies, and the lies, and, and, and if you disagree with the narrative, well, then you're dehumanized. You're de demonetized. You're deplatformed. The good news about the Scott Adams situation, he's the guy that did uh, Dilbert, is normal people are waking up. They're going, this is, this is stupid. Why am I mimicking? Why am I parroting a lie? Why am I saying things that are patently not true? And Scott Adams, he's, he's the Dilbert cartoonist. He finally said something that he can observe with his own eyes, with his own brain, to be true, and speak it out of his mouth. He noticed things that you're not supposed to notice, and he said things you're not supposed to say. That's called freedom. And, and the greatest thing that we have to do within the church and as white people is to notice the unnoticeable and to say the unspeakable. The chains of our bondage really are between our ears. They tell us we can't say this, we can't say that, we can't think this, we can't think that, we can't notice this, we can't notice that. Here, let me give you a really good, a good example of that. There's this guy out there, I forget the guy's name. His name's Tim Weiss. Let me pull him up here. His name's Tim Weiss, and he hates white people. I went to his Wikipedia page. And he says, it says he's Jewish and that he considers himself Jew, Jewish. So here's Tim Weiss, Jew. Oh, I'm not supposed to notice he's a Jew. See, I'm noticing what's not supposed to be noticed. Wikipedia says he considers himself a Jew. Good enough for me. Tim Weiss tells CNN that white children don't deserve innocence. Here's Tim Weiss, an open letter to the white right. That would be me. That would be Fritz Bergren. <laughs> your time is limited real damn limited tick tock and you will lose it's it is math you do not survive you're on the endangered list you're not worth saving we're planning your destruction we just have to be patient and wait for you to pass into that good night first politically and then well did you hear it the sound of your empire dying your nation as you knew it ending permanently because I do, and the sound of its demise is beautiful. Okay, there we go. Hatred of white people by a man who considers himself a Jew. Oh, I wasn't supposed to notice that. I wasn't supposed to notice that he's calling for the abolition of the white race, abolition of white America, and that he's a Jew. 
And you've heard me talk about Noel Ignatiev before. Another guy who is Jew, PhD from Harvard, and his whole purpose in life, and he has passed, was to ab the abolition of the white race. Very open about it. And his ideas that were picked up by the Harvard Magazine and, and, and a number, of, and they, they promoted. I, when I was getting my PhD, they promoted. My professors promoted his ideas. Whites are the source of all evil in the history of the world. White Christian men. So here's another, Tim Wise. He says, Scott Adams, he's the guy I'm talking about, is a racist even using the old school definition of the term. He deserves to be ruined, utterly and without mercy. And, and, and so I'm noticing the things that you're not supposed to notice, and I'm speaking about the things you're not supposed to notice. And by the way, Scott Adams did the same thing. He said, hey, half a quarter of all blacks say it's not okay to be a white man or a white person at all. It's not okay to be white. Another quarter of them said that they're not, they can't bring themselves to say that it's okay to be white. They're not sure if it's okay to be white or not. Half of blacks are not convinced that white people have the right to be white. Stunning. Now, they've been brainwashed into it. I don't think they've figured this out, but they've been brainwashed into it. Now, it's not only in America. You go down and look at South Africa. Even though they took over the country, and they're in the process of utterly ruining South Africa, which the white race built over 500 years. People don't know that. They started going to uh, Southern Africa, ah, 1500s, 1600s. Built a beautiful place down there. It, it was so wonderful that all the blacks started moving in. Then the blacks took over, and now it's going to hell. Oh, but you're not supposed to notice that. That's racist to say that. It's racist to notice that Tim Wise declares that he's a Jew. It's probably anti-Semitic to notice that uh, Kamala Harris's husband is a Jew. Isn't that interesting? But you're not supposed to notice that. Nobody publicizes that because you're not supposed to notice it. And then you certainly aren't supposed to say it. So if we're going to be free, we have to notice the unnoticeable and we have to speak that which is forbidden. We have to do this. As a white race. Oh, but you can't talk about being as white race because that's white racist. Well, that means you better start talking about it. You have to identify as a white. You have to be proud of being a white. You have to support other whites, explicitly so. I mean, that blacks support blacks. Jews support blue, Jews. Hispanics support Hispanics. Only whites are forbidden from supporting other whites, and identifying as white. We have to do the forbidden. We have to say the forbidden. We have to create a sense of community amongst Europeans, strong and bold and unapologetic. It's my desire to get inside the brain of the church and get them to realize that what I'm saying is true. That you get them to realize that the, the Holy Scriptures talk about these things. Talk about the enemy, explicitly the enemy. Talks about the seed of the serpent. Talks about the Satan's synagogue. Recognizing who the hands and feet of the devil are in this world. 
And the church is more afraid of offending Satan than it is of offending Jesus Christ. That's got to change, man. That's got to change. Church has to be more afraid of Jesus Christ than of the Antichrist. Has to be more afraid of offending the Holy Scriptures than offending those who call themselves Jews but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. That's got to change within the church, and I think it's going to. There's a bunch of, I'm by no means the only person saying this. I may be the only person in uh, working for my employer that's saying this. But there's other people saying this as well. And when you, when you see normies like uh, Scott Adams waking up, now he doesn't talk about what I talk about. I don't know the guy. don't know anything about the guy. don't even know if the guy has ever been to church in his life. But he's going, you know what? I'm going to be a free man. I'm going to say the things that are forbidden. I'm going to notice the things that I'm not supposed to notice. And so that's healthy. And the church, I'm telling you, the church, you've got to do this. But you're afraid. You're afraid. You're, the slavery begins with your own unwillingness to say what Jesus Christ said. That's where the slavery is. You can't blame the synagogue of Satan if you yourself open, won't open up your mouth and wiggle your tongue and say the things from the Holy Scriptures. You can't blame the devil. You can't blame those who call themselves Jews. You can't blame the seed of the serpent. You can't blame the synagogue of Satan if you yourself will not open up your mouth and say explicitly what Jesus Christ said loudly and boldly into the face of the enemy. Now you've got only yourself to blame. Your slavery is for yourself. Meanwhile, you send your kids to schools that teach people to hate white people, that teach people to hate Christians, unless they're Judeo-Christians, to, te to teach people to hate the Word of God. Evil has become good, and good has become evil in, in, in our public schools, in our universities. You send your kids there and you wonder why they come home with pink hair and blue hair and different pronouns. No, this is, this is not about stemming the tide. This is about an entire sea change. And if that means the destruction of the United States, that's fine. Oh, I got a scripture for you. I got a scripture for you, Daniel. Let's try Daniel chapter 2. Ezekiel. Daniel. Do I have a scripture for you? I've mentioned the destruction of the United States. I'm not interested in the preservation of the United States for the sake of preserving the United States. I'm interested in Christian nations where they install Jesus Christ as their monarch, even if he's not physically present. Many countries have monarchs that are not physically present. British Empire, the former British, the, all the, the colonies of Great Britain, they had a monarch. That monarch wasn't present. He didn't even show up to some places. Australia, Australia, New Zealand, Canada. I don't know their status today, but they have a monarch that lives somewhere else, a different, entirely different continent, yet they acknowledge the British king or queen as their monarch. That's what I demand. I demand societies, 
where we explicitly say that Jesus Christ is our monarch. And we take His law, His rule, the Ten Commandments, and we live by them. All right. Here's the king's dream. Yo, king, we're looking, and behold, there was a single great statue. And that statue, which was large and of extraordinary splendor, was standing in front of you, and its appearance was awesome. The head that was a statue, the head of that statue was made of fine gold, its breast and its arms of silver, and its belly and its, belly and its thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, and its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You continued looking until a stone was cut out without hands, and it struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay, and it crushed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were all crushed at the same time and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them was found. But the stone that struck the statue became the great mountain and filled the whole earth. That statue is the statue of man apart from God. That stone is Jesus Christ. He's the rock. So yeah, I'm completely fine with with the fall of the United States in its current Antichrist form. In the rise of a civilization and a culture and nations that explicitly worship Jesus Christ. No apologies. And our way of looking at the world will be quite different than it is today. Even the churches are infected by this stuff. Churches take the, the point of view, by and large, we're just grateful to exist. If we can hold out a little longer and get raptured and, and make friends with everybody, live at peace with everybody, be at peace with the world, live at peace with the Jews and everybody else out there and mix with everybody, hey, you know, that's, that's the Christian thing. I don't understand that. It's not ref that's not reflected in the Holy Scriptures. It's not reflected in the Bible. It's not reflected in the Word of God. What the church has done is they said, this is what we want. These are our oral traditions, and we're going to overlay our oral traditions over the written Word of God, over the explicit words of Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what the Talmud people did. It's exactly what the Jews did to the books of Moses. It's exactly what they did. They said, yeah, I understand what Moses wrote, but we're going to interpret it this way, or just outright deny it. The church is way down the road in that process. So when you talk about what Jesus Christ said in John 8, 44, Revelation 2, 9, Revelation 3, 9, Matthew 23, 33, Matthew 23, oh, no, no, you don't understand, Fritz. It means something else entirely. Actually, Fritz does understand, and it's right there for anybody to read. Church keeps Jesus Christ locked in a back closet, remarkets him, comes out and says, oh, we're, we're the nice people, and, and, and Jesus is the cotton candy God, and he loves and accepts everybody as he is. In the words of Jesus Christ, he's going to come back and rule the nations with a rod of iron. Not Mr. Nice Guy. Jesus Christ is this rock that comes out of the heavens, destroys the empire of man, the empires of man, all the empires of man, and fills the whole earth. Look, we're only here for a moment. Even the United States is only here for a moment. Founded in 1776. It's been, what, 250 years? I mean, that's not very good this evening, but it's been about 250 years. 
If you roll back farther to the Pilgrims and Puritans, which were Christian people, an explicitly Christian race and people with a common language, common culture, common beliefs, common heritage, common bloodline. And they came over to, to build explicitly Christian cultures and nations. It needs to be a return to that. And you're not going to do it by trying to build a multicultural, diverse, and tolerant society. Holy Scriptures is very, very clear, very explicit about it. If you, if you try to make peace with these people, they're, you, they will enslave you. That's the entire history of the ancient, of ancient Israel. If you try to make peace with them, they will enslave you. And this is what the church has done. The church says, let's make peace with everybody. Let's make peace with the atheist and the homosexual and the Jew. And then the church becomes enslaved. Next thing you know, the church is preaching against what Jesus Christ said. That's the state of, uh, state of affairs in 2023. I mentioned this morning, this guy in the Lutheran church, I haven't read him, but it sounds like he did kind of what I did. He, he went back to the Scripture and says, Oh my God, look at what the Scriptures say. <laughs> this is what the Scriptures actually teach. He got excommunicated from the Lutheran church. They kicked him out. We need more of this happening. Let the divide be explicit. And if churches need to come out and, and, and renounce men that read and write the Scripture, so be it. That's fine. It, again, it reminds me of Gideon. Hey, we've got too many people down there. you got 32,000 people. First 22,000, send them home. He said 10,000 is too much. We can get rid of those people. I just need 300. I just need 300. God's not constrained to save by many or by few. He's okay with the few. But we got to get these lies out there, man. You got to speak the forbidden. You got to notice that which you are not supposed to notice. And you know, I and all the white people need to do this. Oh, but you can't say just the white people. What about the people that aren't white? Listen, I wish everybody well. If you're not white, I wish you well. You need to find your tribe, find your nation, find your race, and help them. And, and, and if your advice to the non-whites is to hate the whites, you're, you're a fool. You're an utter fool. Nobody comes to America to move to Chicago and be ruled by some Somalian refugee. That's not where they go, unless they got people there. They came to America over the last generation because they're whites and they're Christians, and they built something beautiful and built something magnificent. Those that aren't white, and I'm not talking about the Jews, because that's a whole different kettle of fish. You need to be on the side of the whites. You need to be like, you know what, whites, you got to stop hating yourself. And you need to come out and you need to tell the whites, stop hating yourself, stop apologizing, including if you're black. If you're out there hating on a white man, dude, you're a fool. You're an utter fool. You're an utter fool. Hispanic, whatever, Asian. Asians got enough sense. They don't do that. Most Hispanics have enough sense. They don't do that. A lot of blacks don't do that. But if you're interested in your own welfare, you got to stop hating on the white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like the way society is going now? 
where your little black kids go to school and they're taught uh, that Tommy and, and, and Stan should be a, a, a parent? Y'all blacks got enough sense not to, not to go for that stuff, let alone the Hispanics. They're like, oh, my God, that stuff's awful. Who's pushing that stuff? The synagogue of Satan is. You've identified the wrong enemy. And if you go back and, and you read these people who call themselves Jews, they're very explicit. They said, listen, we need to stir up the black race again and have them hate the whites. They're open about it. So we can destroy the white race. Why do they want to destroy the white race? Because it's the race of Christendom. It was all the way back to Genesis 3, 14 and 15. Because the whites are the race of Christendom. You say, oh, Fritz, but wait a minute. I'm, I'm not white and I'm Christian. Well, well, praise the Lord. Praise God. I'm so glad you are. And the gospel went to all the nations after the resurrection of Jesus. All the nations went to Africa, went to India. I'm sure it made its way over into, into China. I don't know. For all I know, it made it to Western Hemisphere. I do know one thing for a fact, though. The gospel of Jesus Christ came and dominated the Western Hemisphere through European man. Through European man. Through the, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the French, and the English. It's the white race, the race of Christendom, that brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Americas. It's white missionaries, Christian missionaries from Europe that brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to China in the 19th century. Africa, too. You know it's true. You know it's true. Oh, Satan hates this. Now, Satan hates this. So what does he do? He stirs up his church, his synagogue, to go out there and preach hatred towards white people. You're not going to get this in your public school. You're not going to get this in your university class. But this is what's going on. We're not going to fix this situation by tinkering around the edges. Oh, let's have a, 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 a move to uh, stop abortion. Well, how how's that worked out for you? Supreme Court rules, okay, we're going to stop abortion. Well, you know, there's 50 ways to keep it going. Abortion, by the way, is the sacrifice of, of the firstborn child to Satan. That's what it is. It's human sacrifice to, to Satan. It's as old as mankind. The sacrifices to Moloch and Baal, Ashtoreth, sacrifices to the Aztec gods, to the, to, to the Satan himself with the Aztec Indians. They'd bring 10, 20,000 people at a time up on their altars, up on their pyramids, hum, live human sacrifice. Abortion is live human sacrifice of the firstborn child to Satan. These are strongholds in our Western nations. In, and, and, and it used to not be Western nation. It used to be the nations of Christendom. It has to go. All has to go. Homosexuality, outlawed. Oh, yeah, outlawed. Hey, there's a nation for Jews. I welcome them. Welcome them to uh, put down roots there. That's fine. And do what you want to do. Not here. Not with your antichrist ideas. First Thessalonians 2, 14 and 15. You can convert, convert like Paul. All right. I got myself in enough trouble for today. That's it. Fritzberger and bloodandfaith.com.